all through, all through, starting in high school, have people around me that encourage me, trust me, create structure, create structure of accountability. I mean, for me, starting in high school, all through college, when I was at OU, I was at Southern Nazarene, had people, they called me out on it. When I got here, I created a program to call me out. It's still going. You're in it. Today, I've got a youth pastor who doesn't live in the city. He texts me every morning when it's still dark. I've got to text him back. If I'm up, I'm sleeping. can't text him. Because it's easy. It's structure. It's me. When you get up and spend time early with the Lord, it's, it's, it's giving God the best part of your day. And for years, I, I, I know you're going to laugh when I say this, but I, I believe deep in my core that demons live in snooze buttons. That's, that's, that's what I believe. That the snooze button on every clock is, is from the devil. It's demonic. And because snooze buttons, you press it, Go back to sleep. And I imagine a father leaning over. He wants, I mean, you're his son. You're his daughter. He wants to spend time with you. He wants to know you. Leaning over the balcony of heaven going, <laughs> there she is. That's my boy. He's going to get up. He's going to spend time with me. There's K.O. Look at her. She's going to spend time with me. Oh, oh, hey, Moses, check it out. I love K.O. She's so good. No! K.O. Oh! news demonic <laughs> demonic press it make a plan have people in your life give people permission i like i mean but people you trust not people that i mean people that you love people that you believe here's the idea you want someone who is passionate for your highest good. All right, that's what love is. The de- definition of love, my definition, passion for someone's highest good. Think of the people that you know at their core, they want what's best for them. And they're Christ followers. And then give them permission. Hey, speak into my heart. Here are the, here's what I'm committed to. Help me get there. Almost like a spiritual training. All right. I believe as far as spending the hill of the Lord, we get some time to really pray about some of the most critical people you have to pray for. All right, the second mark of an ascender. Ascenders listen to God's voice. They just love his voice. Campers. Campers have heard God's voice before, but they're not necessarily pressing to hear him every day. Quitters get cynical and skeptic. Senders, they go, I, I, I want to hear his voice more. The older I get, the less consumed I am trying to hear God, some kind of thunderous, audible voice, or some kind of, you know, Russian roulette Bible, you know, like, the Lord says, Beth Gamum, and get Beth Moen to curry up. Maybe I'm supposed to move to Korea. I don't know. Like, all that. I want to encourage you not to do that, by the way. I, I, 
I know that we kind of make jokes. You've heard some guys say this. It's kind of weird. You know, like the way that the Lord speaks to you out of the scripture, kind of just read them. Don't do the Lord speak to me right here. That, I mean, so but really meditate on the scriptures. And the Lord speaks to you out of the scriptures in a real way where you're studying, you're reading, and the Lord will speak to you. But the reason why I say that is because that's just, that's really random. My guess is, is that you're the one pointing, not God. You know what I'm saying? And most of the time, I've just been pastoring the last 12 years here. I've rarely had those things turn out good. All right? Listen, there's a little bit of oil. You know, you can, God's all through the scriptures. All right? So, but, but, but if you are, a, you know, a 20-year-old and you're really trying to pursue God and you're in this kind of program, you've, there's a more mature way to do it. All right? Does that make sense? Okay. Um, Senders, though, they want to hear God's voice. And they're, oh, they're, they're, they're listening every day trying to hear his voice. John 10, 27, Jesus says, my sheep listen to my voice. And that's hard to do in our culture. And I want to encourage you to really try to listen throughout your day. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them. They follow me. As you hear God's voice, you will become more and more convinced that it's him speaking. Right now you go, oh, I've got, I think I've heard him a couple times. Listen, as, 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 as months turn to years and years turn to decades, you'll have more and more of a conviction that you've heard God and how he speaks to you. It'll grow stronger inside of you. It takes time. But you've got to take risk when you hear it and believe that that's him. I was in the Atlanta airport uh, recently, and I was... Standing in the security line. And uh, standing there, and suddenly I hear a voice that's familiar to me. I turn around, and it's like, se- I mean, it's a long line. It's like seven rows of people, you know, zigzagging all the way back. And I turn around, and I don't see a soul that I know. So I turn back around, and I hear this voice, strong voice, big voice. La, 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 la. And I'm like, I know that voice. I turn around. And I don't know anybody in line. Come back around. And I hear it again. I'm like, I, I know somebody in line. I turn around and I see a guy talking. And I hear the voice. And, I, and, and I, it's the voice. I go, I know that voice. I know that voice. I don't know that man, but I know that voice. I have no idea who that man is. But I know that voice, like if he's on staff, like if he's a close friend, I know that voice. And I go, I know who that is. That's Tim Keller. I, that's a preacher. He, he's a preacher in New York. I listen to him while I run, you know, which I'm just showing off that I run. I, 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 I listen to him while I run. So I kind of awkwardly just kind of like looked at the people, you know, behind me, and I was like, you can go in front of me. They're like, really? Yeah, you can go in front of me. Now all the people go. You know, just, I mean, it's probably, it's a lot of people. So then I'm standing there, you know. <laughs> I'm telling two airport stories in one sermon. Then I'm, I stand there and I'm like, because now I'm close to him because I've let all the people go. And he gets there and he sees that I'm letting people go, but I don't let him go. That's so I'm like. <laughs> let all these people go. And I'm like. <laughs> He's tall. I mean, gargantuan. Huge guy. Like 5'9", five, 5'10". Five, and so. <laughs> I'm like, 
So I look at him, I go, uh, excuse me, are you, are you, you Timothy Keller? He goes, yeah, I am. And we talk, end up having this great talk. And go through security, and he end up, I end up getting to talk to him for a long time. Totally annoyed the guy that he was with that wanted to be with him, and I totally jumped in on that. But, but, but here's what I'm saying. In, in a sense, you're going through your day, and you can hear his voice. No, the only reason why I knew his voice is because I'd spend hours and hours and hours running, <laughs> listening to his voice in my iPhone, right? So I recognize it because I'd spent so much time listening to him. The way that you will become confident that you're hearing God's voice is that you spend hours and hours with him, listening. Take the risk when, you're, when, when, when you believe in confidence that it's God. All right? And God wants to speak to you. Most of the time, we love the thunderous voice. We love kind of the, God, give me the big dream. God, you know, a, a lot of you guys take Gideon. You know, you read Gideon and Judges, and Gideon did, if that's you, God, and he did the whole fleece thing. And so we try to do that, you know. It's like, okay, God, let's play if then. If you want me to do this, then you do this. And, I've heard some stories where that works out okay, but I want to encourage you. I think a more mature way is to do the things that Jesus told us to do. Jesus never told, Jesus never brought up Gideon's fleece. Here's how Jesus wants you to hear his voice. Pray, read the scriptures. As you go through your day, sometimes a Holy Spirit-filled person will speak something that resonates. The Holy Spirit's alive inside of you. The Holy Spirit's alive in a friend, a dad, pastor, sister, girl in your, in your, in your D group, whatever. And then they'll say something that'll just resonate. You go, yeah, I know there's no. Just speak it. Then be confident that that's God. Be confident. Take the risk. Be decisive. Here's the deal. Don't spend your life going, well, I just don't know. Well, I just don't know. Maybe it's God. Maybe it wasn't. I just don't know. I just don't know. And you become a camper. Take the risk. God, I'm going to believe that that was God. I've got hundreds of stories on this. Sitting at Zio's. Renata and I were engaged. About to get married that month. The organization I was going to go work for collapses that day. Oh, God, what do we do now? Renata, we got three options. What shall we do? Let's pray at the Zio's table. I just sense the Lord saying Colorado. But you don't know a soul in Colorado. I know. Wait. Yeah, but don't you think we should know somebody? I mean, okay. Colorado. Listen, all, all, and, and most of the time when the Holy Spirit's speaking to you, it's never, it's hardly ever comfortable. Most of the time you want, you want the Lord to tell you the thing that you already want to do. You know? God, I want to get paid $50,000 a year to just do nothing. I just sense that that's what you're saying, you know? Like, no. Take the whole of what we read in Scripture. And it's almost all, Jesus always pressed his disciples to die to themselves. To, I mean, they all end up martyred for the gospel, Right? You know that. I mean, they lost their lives. Jesus was constantly pushing them out of what's comfortable. If 
you hear the Holy Spirit telling you to do something uncomfortable, it's probably him. You know what I mean? I mean, in your whole, in your whole biblical worldview, as you, as you read the scriptures and as you study and as you pray, God will speak to you. And for me, it's always, almost always in the prophetic whisper. Say that again. Got a big sneeze out. It's almost always in the prophetic sneeze. Sorry. It's almost always in the prophetic whisper. All right? a whisper and you got you you want to come to the place where you trust the lord yes not where you're like okay i'm dangling here i go you know no 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 don't get all dramatic and weird just god i want to get back to you because i do want to i do want to james 4 2 says The way that I sense the Lord speaking to me, number one predominant way is by reading the Bible. If you don't read the Bible, you don't want to hear God's voice. If you're not a reader of the Bible, you're not hungry to hear God's voice. You're just making up mystical things in your book. If you're not a student of the Word, you're not really trying to hear God because He's already written a lot. A lot. It's a big, fat daddy book. You want to hear God? How did you speak through Moses? How did you speak to Moses? How did you speak to Abraham? Jesus? What did you say? How did you deal with Peter and James and John and Philip and Judas and Matthew? Study that. Study the, the, the relationship that Jesus had. Listen, God is the same yesterday, today, forever. When you identify your circumstance with someone in the scriptures that was in a similar circumstance and God dealt with them, you can bank on the fact that that's probably what God wants you to do. Just fi- listen, just figure out who you, who, who, where you're at. Young men, just read Timothy. Memorize Timothy. Read First and Second Timothy. That's old man Paul, Holy Spirit speaking through him to young man Timothy. Just hang out there. Just, just read it over and over again. If, you'll, if the men in this room will just hang out in First and Second Timothy for three or four months, I'm not talking like read it one. I'm talking about like study it, pray it, write in the margins, and then get out of highlighters, and God, what are you saying? And that's, you'll start to hear the voice of God. One, study the scriptures. Two, pray. Three, listen to the voice of Holy Spirit-filled people. can't tell you how many times I feel like I've heard God speak through a preacher, through my dad, through just people that I trust and filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. Trust God that that's him. The big thing is, is that you take the risk and believe that God is speaking. Because anybody, anybody can go, I just don't know, I just can't hear. And, and everybody thinks somehow you're different, you know? You get to be the one that says, you love God, but God's not talking back, so you're off the hook. No, you're stupid. God wants to speak to every one of us. Draw near to God, and he'll draw near to you. It's already a promise. Don't do the, I'm the unique one that's more devoted to God than he is to me. Oh, you sound like a self-righteous Pharisee. God is always pursuing you 
more than you're ever pursuing him. It's never you're the one that I long for you, I ache for you, Lord, I want to yearn for you, all that. And God's like, who? Who are you? No. No. No, from before the foundations of the world, he knows your name. He longs to be gracious to you, Isaiah 30. He wants to be close to you. But don't, don't pull that. Don't pull the, the heavens are brass. God speaks to others, but not to me. No, go back. Figure it out. Where are you missing it? Study the scriptures. Pray. Seek God. Get healed. Take the risk. Okay? I'm not open to what the guys in my D group are saying because I'm so bitter about how this guy said something and so I've shut them all out so I can't even hear what the Holy Spirit's trying to say to me through them. I'm bored with the Bible because I can't read. I better go learn how to read. I mean, whatever it is, you know, but figure it out. Listen to me. God is more committed to speaking to you. He's more committed. He's, he's pursuing you stronger than you'll ever pursue him. Tap into that river. Be confident of it. Don't for a second believe that you're drawing harder than he's drawing. That you're working harder than he's working. No. No. He created heavens and the earth created people he redeemed people he called out abraham i'm gonna bless you so that you'll be a blessing the nation of israel he says you're my own why i'm gonna bless you so that you'll bless all nations he sends his i mean he does miracles he sends his son his son is perfect his son dies on a cross his son resurrects his son ascends why he wants relationship with people you Ah! should be the highlight of your life. He loves me. He wants relationship with me. Don't pull back. Don't, don't, don't pull the, yeah, but I'm just so discouraged because, no, 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 no. Of course you're discouraged. We're all discouraged. Yeah, but he speaks to so-and-so and doesn't speak to me. No, 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 no. He is speaking to you. You just can't hear. Let's figure out what your hearing problem is, not what his talking problem is. Where is he? He's not a chatterbox. He's not annoying. He is speaking to you. He delights in you. He wants to speak to you. So, I want to encourage you. Senders, listen to the voice of God. And my last one is this. John Mack is rubbing off on me. <laughs> All right. Number three, ascenders never give up. I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. Today, February 15th, and in the future, there will always be obstacles trying to slow you down from ascending the hill of the Lord. Relationships, although I do want to say this: in this season of your life, there's kind of always the dating joke, you know, like, oh god, you know, you know, like some boy is gonna take me astray, some girl's gonna take me astray. Oh, I just all that. 
But listen, if you, if you end up marrying someone who is radically in love with Jesus, they will become someone that will help you ascend all of your life. So a lot of times I hear the negative, you know, and because what we deal with is mostly negative because 90, 90% of the time, you know, people in their physiological maturing are just kind of flirting with the boys and the girls. But reality is, is when the day comes, if you actually do marry someone who's on fire for God, best decision you'll make other than celibacy. Because they really help you. They'll really press you and push you. Okay, sorry, that was just for free since February 15th is around the corner. Uh, obstacles. There'll always be obstacles. Relationships, comfort. That's one of the things that I always see. People just, they, they stop ascending because they just, it's just uncomfortable to ascend. I don't want to skip Chick-fil-A and fast. I want Chick-fil-A. I don't want to get up early in the morning and pray. I want to sleep. Snooze button's my friend, not demonic. Right? Just comfort. And it's kind of, you know, I'm joking around about it, but really when you're 30 and then you're 40, it's plaguing and destroying our culture right now. My age group is crumbling under comfort and recreation. I mean, my, me, my age group were the first guys to ever really grow up on Nintendo. And they're crumbling as men right now. Crumbling. Wasted time. Living for the weekend to go hunt or to go watch another sporting event or to go back to the lake or to go to the mountains or whatever. Comfort will be a temptation. Let's just live easy and live the good life. And... That's not so much true in, in many other nations. I mean, it is in some other first world nations. Third world nations, second world nations, it's not necessarily true. But in our comfortable America, it's really an enemy of being in the center. And in order to press through it, you have to be determined, I am not going to go through this. I want to see this happen. I want to stay God. Grace, whatever means Jesus has given us. He's given us his word and his word. You want to hear the voice of God? The number one place you hear his voice is in his word. Fasting, prayer, dreams. What's already been said in Psalm 24? One who has clean hands, a pure heart. That's speaking of holiness. Just set apart. I just want God. I'm just, I'm just set apart. Clean hands and a pure heart. I just want to be God. It will be so tempting to quit. And it will be more tempting to stay. Because campers get applauded. Campers get both. They get to live spiritually lazy. And yet having the zip on their heart like they're religious and love God. Campers end up being puked to death. Because it's so easy. Because it's so easy. Because it's so easy. 
songs, some good things, you know, the verses in the B group, not so much. Friends, you've got much to look at in the Word of God. If these months in this environment become where you have the religious structure and a dead heart, it will be easy for you to leave here and to take a day off work. You've got everything right. You've got everything good. Your works, you can do some good stuff. Here's what happens. Here's what happens. Before you make your next sacrifice, God is thankful for the structure. I'm not going to just try to build a structural time. I'm going to leverage the structure. Take me further in God. So that when I leave here, the structures are beneath me. The structures are just, the, the, the structures were just an hour with you. I want to be more than that. The little purity covenant where I can only like, you know, Kiss her on the cheek and hold her hand. Yeah, no. I want, God, I want to, total purity. I want totally to be with you. I don't care about the structures. I care about God. And in these five months, these last five months, you finish it. Finish it. Finish it up. Stand in it. You look out towards the years to come. Who can ascend the hill of the Lord? Me. Who can stand and hope? Me. On my own? No. Because of my own strength? No. No. Jesus created a way for every one of us to say something to it and make it our testimony. Make it our rally cry. Because of the finished work of the cross, because of what Jesus has done for me, every single one of us, I get to stand in the hill of the Lord. I get to have a clean heart. I get to have pure eyes. I get to know God. I get to be in his presence. I get to encounter him. I got to hear, get to hear his voice. I don't have 40 reasons why I don't hear him. I don't have 40 reasons why I'm too busy to pray. I don't have 20 reasons why I can't spend time with him. I don't got 10 reasons why I Instagram instead of pray in the prayer meetings. No. No. I get to know God and I'm going to embrace whatever means necessary that I spend time with him. That I ascend the hill of the Lord. I'm going to be an ascender. I'm going to pray for you tonight. If you all want to be in a center, we just stand on your feet and let's pray together. I'm not going to pick on you, but if you go, you know what? If you, if you know in your heart, if you know in your heart you've been, right now, you've been a quitter or a camper, will you just raise your hand? Just raise your hand. Raise it up. Now, if you go, I want to be in a center, raise both hands. Everyone that says, that's me, where I'm at. Father, in the name of Jesus, our zeal and determination only works because of your grace. But because of what you've done, you see determination and zeal to ascend the hill of the Lord. God, we take Psalm 24 tonight. Say, make it true of us. We want to ascend the hill of the Lord. Who gets to know God? We do. We want to know you. And I pray for my friends, Lord God, 
I thank you for them. I thank you for their leadership. I thank you for the way they love your word. I thank you for the way that they serve. I thank you for the way they take care of teenagers. I thank you for the way they take care of the poor. I thank you for the way they love their host families. I thank you for the way that they walk in discipleship groups. I thank you for the way that they read the scriptures. I thank you for the way, Lord God, that you're using the, the missional track all across the city to be lights all over the city. God, I thank you for what you're doing as we prepare to go to the nations. God, I thank you for what you're doing as we prepare to go to America. God, I just thank you for them. But I ask in the midst of all these good works, there would be a fiery zeal in their hearts, Lord God. Amidst all the good works, Lord God, may we know we want to be close to you. We want to ascend the holy place. We want to stand in the presence of you. We love you. Be exalted, be magnified, and be lifted up. Everyone said amen. Amen. And over time, this doesn't look as attractive as it once did because you're fixing your eyes on the things of the kingdom. I'm just talking about a thousand that have a vision for their heart. They've got passion for God. They're leading intercession on their schools. They're set apart, consecrated under God. They've got a vision and a mission for their life.